Hi, in this episode of IB Matters, we talk to Jonathan Bradley and Phil Evans, who both serve the IB as development managers in the U.S. We caught up with them outside the conference rooms at the IB Global Conference in New Orleans. Jonathan and Phil talk about the role of the development managers, but more importantly, they express the philosophy of the IB in their descriptions of the relationships they create with those interested in beginning IB programs. I think you'll hear the passion they share for the work of building educational systems, which will pay dividends when students become future citizens and leaders who can think critically and know how to learn in a future we cannot predict. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, this is John Peterson with IB Matters, and I'm here with a couple members of the IB's development team, and uh, we have Jonathan Bradley, and we have Phil Evans. Say hi, guys. Hey, everyone out there, and hey to John with IB Matters. Uh, That was Jonathan, by the way. Hi, everybody. This is Phil. So, uh, guys, we're here with this podcast to just kind of help folks understand the role of development managers, and and why does IB have development managers? What kind of work do you do? I'll let you start. So our team works primarily to uh, support schools that want to become IB schools for the first time and uh, in many ways we support school systems that are um, building continuums and adding programs. Uh, so it's, it's looking at how the feasibility uh, process works, um, what schools need to consider as they're thinking about developing programs and uh, that's sort of the baseline of our job, wouldn't you say, Jonathan? Yeah, you know... Um the journey to become an IB school or an IB world school is um, often has many layers uh, right. from from both the groups of schools concept or district to the school itself, the site, uh, and the community. Sure. Um, and you know our role is to, in, in many ways, as as we were just talking earlier, to help you know demystify that process for schools and districts. Right. Um, uh, you know. Many bulleted points uh, we could go through about the, yeah. what that looks like, yeah. but a, we have a lot time. of you know a, a lot of it's a, a lot of listening um, to the interested schools, and then helping kind of design, if you will, a strategy for success uh, for that implementation to make yeah. sure that you know along with our standards and practices that, that the schools and the districts that, that they have a, a significant level of understanding moving forward because right. we realize that kind of. You know, the best foot forward, uh, it, it offers the schools the greatest opportunity to align with the IB's mission um, and to achieve the, you know, the, whatever the goals are they're seeking, you know. Yeah. Um, and that takes a lot of uh, collaboration uh, within various departments of the IB. We have uh, an incredible research department that looks at outcomes and um, impact of IB programs and so the development team is always keeping up to date with the new research uh, that's coming out. Um, We find that schools are really interested in how students from low socioeconomic backgrounds do in IB programs, whether or not they have a greater rate of success and they do um, than than their counterparts in traditional education Um, and also looking at being able to persevere in universities 
stay beyond two years, which we know as a metric from graduating from the university program. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, we, we learn about all four programs and we, we think about the entire um, process of being an IB student from being a three-year-old perhaps in a preschool mm-hmm. environment all the way through to uh, finishing up either in the diploma or the career-related program. Um, and I think we've come to understand it as, um, you know, when we, when we say we authorise an IB World School, we're authorising the school as a program um, that's age appropriate. So um, you might have a, an opportunity to choose between the diploma or the career related program in the 11th grade right, and 12th right. grade because you've got, you know, different interests. But holistically, you, you know, PYP is for, the primaries program is for, um, you know, those, the age group of that formative development. So we, it's great to be able to see that picture and to be able to tell that story to our um, interested stakeholders. Right. It's also just, you know, really nice to listen to interested schools and heads of schools as to what their expectations are out of whatever they believe or perceive IB to be. be, Um, And that sometimes drives the conversation in terms of implementation, you know. And just, it's interesting, we're here and and folks listening can hear the background noise. We're at the IB Global Conference in New Orleans in 2019, but but what we're talking about happens all over the country. And you guys each have a region, I believe, that you do. Phil, you always say you have this, 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 and a small country. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Well, Jonathan actually has more U.S. states than I do. But um, uh, our head of development, Paul Campbell, um, had an idea of of sort of sectioning out um, various areas so that the development managers could become much more... Um, aware of the nuances that various states have in their educational systems and practices and that's become very interesting I think for all all of us because while there is a lot of difference um, there's many similarities and it's um, um, often very helpful to reassure people in that sense that the problems that they're working on uh, might not be as uh, you know, separate from the the programs or the the problems that people are facing in other parts of the country as well. Right, right. So, so as we dialogue, you know, and we we have counterparts in in Canada and in Latin America as well. Um, while there are big differences in the way that education is run across different countries and states, um, it helps us to tie together some tools and some resources for supporting schools in their consideration. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Jonathan, what part of the country do you have? Yeah, so I, I have uh, all of the southeastern United States uh, with the addition of Texas. Okay. Uh, but they so would say the they're their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and New Mexico. So okay. as far west as New Mexico, about as far north as Kentucky, uh, and down through Florida. Okay. Um, so, and you, you know. Have, Phil, you have uh, the, uh, California. And Minnesota, of course. Where mm-hmm. I'm from. I have uh, California, Nevada, Arizona, and Utah on the west coast, and then most of the um, northern Midwest, so okay. from Iowa across to uh, Ohio. Right. And uh, so, and I know Phil very well from his visits to Minnesota. And uh, you talk about being, you know, kind of development in development work. And in Minnesota, my role as the director of the Minnesota Association of Schools, I'm kind of like a little mini development manager for my area. Oh, for sure. But when we want to bring, oh, by the way, there are 34 people in my role in various places in the uh, in the Americas that have association leadership. 
And, um, and so when we want to bring in some you know, so-called gravitas or uh, um, more information or someone is they're tired of hearing me talk or bring, bring someone in like you, you folks or else uh, other people that you know that would be experts and willing to come to our, our local areas. Yeah, it's, it's often cha- it's a challenge to be able to travel to all of these places. Um, Jonathan often drives because he has access to states um, locally, um, and whereas I sort of have to leap in order to get into my right, territory. Right. Um, but, it, you know, both of us, all of us, um, have limited ability to travel, so I think that what we're starting to do a little bit more of is um, try to provide access points, um, run more events where people can come and meet with us. Um, we spend a lot of time using technology, um, running webinars. There are always different ways to get more information about IB programs. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, uh, we you know in, particularly in states where the IB is really rapidly growing, there's a lot of interest. We are quite often very present in our in, you know personally to serve the community. Yeah, and there is you know at the at kind of the micro level, there are some conferences and events that take place globally. Um, that in our particular regions, uh, we have the, you know the opportunity to attend a handful of those and to uh, present sessions uh, when afforded the opportunity. So it's just another good way to, to kind of be out there, be forward facing, and to meet people from all over the world who you know yeah. <laughs> people come up to you and all the time. And it's sure. like I you know oh the IB what are you you know yeah, what is that what are you doing or or they're yeah. a graduate of the IB and they see you at a conference and they say like well that's interesting what are you doing here you, this isn't really something that someone can just you know right uh, sign up for and I said well that's exactly right but then right. we have to start those conversations so do you um, do you get your contact do you make new contacts through people that are, are contacting IB to say hey we're thinking about IB uh, what's going on are you the person that they call on or someone sends out or, or yeah so the IB does have a system for this um, if you if you go to the um, www.ibo.org mm-hmm. website I'll put that in the, I'll put that in the podcast notes yep there's a there's a section there for become an IB school yeah and schools can fill out um, or you know an interested person a principal superintendent um, can uh, fill out uh, the form and we and we are uh, you know it's a global form but it comes to us in the office and um, would be you know given to the relevant manager depending on the territory and we will reach out and um, and and try and answer the questions and, and get you know serve, serve those needs. Um, sometimes it happens because we you know make connections um, by running these events, and sometimes we don't. You know when we advertise on social media, um, we don't necessarily you know know the reach. So mm-hmm. people pick up about on right. it, and the, and the community, the local community, mm-hmm. um, the associations um, also. Um, have been very helpful in, in bringing um, a wider audience sure. uh, in. Now, can I just say, um, can, can I mention the, your Twitter handle for folks that want to follow you and, sure. and get more information? Uh, mine's uh, Jonathan uh, here. Mine's at Mr. J. Brad. At Mr. J. Brad. At Mr. J. Brad. On Twitter and yeah. Instagram or just Twitter? At, uh, on Twitter at this on Twitter, point, okay. yeah. That's, you're like me. I'm not, I, have, yeah. I have a Twitter handle, but I'm not putting it out there. Yeah, at this point, I, I only mean, have yeah. a Twitter as well, and yeah, it's um, at um, Phil underscore IB Americas. Okay, great, thanks. And, and uh, they're both good follows, and you'll find uh, that informa- more information there as well. Um, so as, uh, as uh, someone's journey in IB develops and they end up uh, more mature or they come up on a point in their journey that, you know, quote, unquote, crisis has happened, there's a funding thing or, or staff have left or whatever, what are, what's your role in supporting uh, IB schools and their leaders um, through that kind of the, the, the ebb and flow of a, of 
10, 15 years of being an IB school or more? Well, we don't actually have a direct role in that, although we work collaboratively with other um, teams in our office, but the IB has a really great um, new structure where the development and outreach team, which Jonathan and I are part of, mm -hmm. are working at the very beginning stages and right. we are helping um, with, with developing programs within school systems if we're adding new programs. Um, and there's some government work and some recognition work with universities um, there, but then once the school has, uh, you know, gone through that first mm -hmm. process and applied to be a candidate school, we have an authorization team and then we have an IB World Schools team where every school has a manager or point of contact at the IB. Um, that's also arranged by, by groups of states and whatnot. Um, so that there's always a point of reference. But yeah, it's, a, it's a bit of a collaborative so. effort. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's difficult for us to know when these things are happening. So if anyone's listening out there and there's some sort of word on the street that there's funding issues yeah. or, you know, it really is important to try and connect with members of the IB to seek support because sometimes we can um, have higher level conversations to, um, to help uh, people to understand the value of keeping these programs going and the cost of bringing them back in years mm -hmm. to come should we have realized we've made a mistake and um, you know there are also things that we're becoming aware of in terms of new funding um, opportunities and grants and, and government structures that can help to, to keep these programs going for students. Right. I think one of the things that's interesting to me is that you know we're here at a conference which has almost 2,000 people attending and we talk often about the size of the IB but it's also extremely personal organization full of educators and uh, I know following you two around this weekend uh, I, you know you seem to know everybody because many people met with you and dealt with you in their development phase or their their initial phase of learning about it but they always come back because they, you've got a personal connection with people and and so although the organization uh, has a far-reaching you know it's far-reaching um, it's very personal still and you always be able to know the faces of the people that you work with it's really important you know John I think um, one of the one of the little kind of you know, tidbits of kind of just good practice, if you will, and and <laughs> learning this role is is yeah. keeping those relationships, and 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 continuing to value them, and and uh, is very supportive to um, supporting other schools because right. schools will want to know, um, you know, where's somewhere I can go or someone else I can talk to. You know, right. we we do a lot of talking. We're on yep. this podcast talking, yep. uh, but a lot of times they want to visit school leaders, teachers, yep. parents, um, and you know, being able to connect them with associations, with with individual schools that meet their particular profiles, using yep. a lot of back end systems that we have, it's very rewarding. It's really helpful and supportive, and um, you know, we really appreciate being a part of this. That's great. So, uh, knowing that we have uh, a fairly wide reach, even though we're based in Minnesota, we, you know, we have about 60% of our listeners in the U.S. Yeah. And, uh, and number two is Australia, number three is India right now. And so, are there things like this for people in other parts of the world? Do they have development? Yes, programs? every every region has its own development team, um, and the other teams are globalized and uh, centered in um, in in local areas. So. Um, you know, if you, for instance, if you fill out that interested form and you um, put down that your um, country is Singapore, um, you are going to be sent to the Asia-Pacific region and, and have a manager that's going to work specifically with your school. So these structures are parallel? Global. The yeah, 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 global. Okay, that's great. Um, 
I'm looking at the time here. I know you guys have lots of things you have to be at. Is there anything else that we make sure we uh, talk about? I know you've got wide-ranging roles. I know lots of things you do, wearing a lot of hats uh, at this conference, so I know you have places to be. But what else would uh, can we share with folks? I think um, Jonathan and I talk a lot about demystifying the IB. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that if there's one thing that I could put out there is just to... Um, Think about what an IB, what the IB organization is beyond, you know, curriculum and teaching students. Right, right. You know, the way that they're, you know, I know that you've featured um, IB educators, um, the IB educator network and service learning and all these different components of the program. Um, but, you know, this system is a portable system that is comparable to some of the best national systems in the world. And it really does provide a common language for schools to improve you know, think about developing and, and innovating around education. And it's incredibly flexible if you think about one program right. taught in all these different languages all the way around the world in about 180 different countries with different systems and different vision for education. Um, there, there really isn't a more flexible uh, program, but it's really high quality. And, um, you know, I think that when we, my, my last point would be that, you know, the mission statement talks about developing lifelong learners. And that is something that is, you know, really um, important for young people today to learn how to learn rather than learning stuff, which, mm -hmm. you know, right. will become trendy in different times. But yeah. if you can learn how to learn on your own, you can learn anything and you can go on to be, you know, adaptable to a rapidly changing world. It operates at a, at a level uh, that, that really supports schools, supports families, supports communities, it's it's um, the core of of all of all the IB programs, you know. Uh, which I know there are probably plenty of episodes yeah. <laughs> related to no. the core, but I, no, you know, I, <laughs> That's it's one it's one of the that, things yeah. that I I spend a lot of time demystifying because they'll say, you know, well, what's the difference between this and you know, um, a la carte courses, uh, maybe through it through another, you know, there no, there are other yeah. programs that offer that, and I say. Um, you know, yes, there are plenty of other rigorous, rigorous opportunities for students, um, but you know the level of uh, of dedication to um, really those principles of international mindedness, right. um, the 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 approach for multiple languages, right. um, the, you know our our traits, those those learner profile attributes, um, they really uh, allow districts and schools to think deeper um, and and that's really what, what I think a big difference is we're able to support them with in that process. And I, you know I've always used the term as a funnel for best practice yeah. so oftentimes without the IB brand what we're doing is already best practice but you won't find it in one place with a pedagogical uh, framework and support things like this particular conference and all the workshops that are available and locally uh, roundtables and teacher training that local associations do these are all things that go beyond just IB but they also you know you have that kind of support I will sometimes hear folks say well we, we can do this ourselves well you know there are certain things you can do but it's very hard to sustain that if you don't have a framework and uh, what IB support uh, brings to this and the role that, that you gentlemen play as uh, helping people start the journey and then pass on that uh, that support through the entire organization to continue the journey and ultimately to, to build this future of students that will help create a better and more peaceful world right from the mission statement. 
Yeah. It's a mission-driven organization. Absolutely. And, and, and I think here, here. that you hit that on the head when you're talking about really creating learning organizations. You know, that this isn't just student learning, this is about us learning. And Jonathan, you're talking about that in terms of the school improvement and the long game, that this isn't ever finished. I think that the, the idea that you've implemented an IB program and that's all, it's all running well and that's it. Yep. There's always something more that we can reflect on and I think that that is invigorating. As an ex-teacher, both of us were teachers. Yep. And um, Jonathan was a coordinator and also um, the president of an association Yeah, um, and has brought programs to schools and started programs. Um, and when you've been in it and you realize what it's done for you as a teacher yeah. and the value that it places on you as a teacher um, to, to be a knower and to be a designer and to have a, a stake in thinking, how do my kids learn? How can I help these different types of students learn and access this this rigor, um, that's, that's the, the special source of an IB education, I think, that for the entire school, this entire organization. And it's my hope that we can have an impact for the country on a state-by-state -state basis that because we've got so many wonderful IB schools in each of these states that if we think about what this system that's portable around, you know, a global system that's portable does, if we can do this as a global entity, uh, with yeah. a skeleton crew, of yeah. <laughs> a guy over here that's got 14 states and a guy over, you know, I've got 11. Um, what could a state do with the resources to invest and to structure education in a way um, where teachers are part of this movement as well to, to create quality and become more of a design um, you know, take on a design role in the classroom, uh, not just sort of using scripts and pre prescribed curriculums. You know, the, the uh, speaker we had yesterday in our general session, uh, Mr. Pak Tiang, he, uh, he had this analogy or this moment of talking about planting trees, that yep. teachers plant trees, you know, and that uh, these students sit under the tree and wonders, how did this, how did this tree get here? Right. Um, I often you know, see our role on, on an end of that almost yeah. like a nursery, if you will, yeah. like, you Love know, it. handing, you know, uh, somehow nurturing the seedlings and getting them to the point to passing them off right. to schools and to teachers yeah. for planting. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is, I, I got emotional when I heard it. I just actually, for the <laughs> listeners, I was a little emotional just now as listening to Jonathan talk about that, the idea that no one will know who planted that tree, but you know that you planted that seedling. Yes. You know? That's beautiful. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. You're, thank you, you're John. Very busy this weekend, and as <laughs> always, and I look forward to further conversations. We really as appreciate we get more it. Specific. Okay. Thank you, John. Thank, thank yeah. you. You can learn more about IB development and how to become an IB school and other aspects of the IB pre-K to twelfth grade continuum of education using links in our podcast notes, as well as on the IB website at ibo.org. Please find all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Follow us on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking and sharing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In very little time, we have already been heard in over 60 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.